listens to this podcast at work. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Roach Joint. And I for sure didn't get a job at that place because I failed the drug test. There's definitely There was definitely a job that I went into for a drug test once and it was delivering uh, oxygen tanks to like patients who obviously needed <laughs> supplemental oxygen. And mm-hmm. I went in for it and they were like, all right, everything looks good. Uh, I'm just going to have to have you go in and take a drug test. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, the place was right there. Like, yeah, the place is like right down the street. And I was like, uh, you need me to go now? And they were like, yeah. And then you can start like, you know, within the next couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, no problem. And I just didn't go and I never called him back. Yeah, I remember uh, I tried to take some shit, you know. To like help you pass the drug test, and uh, I fucking it took like a fucking gnarly shit before I went, and it came out the color of the stuff that I was supposed to drink uh. to help me pass the drug test, and I was like, "That's probably not good." <laughs> <laughs> and I in turn failed the drug test, which that's what really how 2020 has gone so far. It's just like one long failed drug test. <laughs> yeah, it's basically one long failed drug test from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And no one got the job. Nobody <laughs> fucking got the job at all this year. Except for coronavirus. It started off weird. <laughs> yeah, it started off weird, and it just fucking it just went, man. We had so much weird shit go on that we've already forgotten most of the weird shit that happened. Yeah, I mean, well, it's hard for me to forget the weirdest thing that's happened to me this year, and that's the fact that I have a pink beard. That was fucking sick. Um, the fact that you just, I mean, you do what you do. You do what you got to do for family, man. Yeah, I did it for myself secretly, but, um, <laughs> I mean, fuck it. You know what? You only live once, and if there's a time... When you're going to have a pink beard in your life, it might as well be one when you're not allowed to be anywhere near anybody, and also you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. That's fair, yeah. <clears throat> how's, that, uh, how's that whole mask thing work with the fucking beard? Is that a pain in the ass or more a pain in the um, ass than it would be if you didn't? I mean, work in so, terms sometimes of, like, m- efficacy of, of, like, the mask or, like, work in terms of how does the mask fit over the beard. Uh, it's mostly yeah, like it's mostly like a. I guess I should rephrase that. How comfortable is that for you? Oh, it's not. I mean, it's as it's as comfortable as you know wearing a mask could be. I suppose it's not like that uncomfortable. Maybe if anything, it makes it more comfortable because it lifts lifts the mask off your face a little bit. Oh, uh, see, I think it's my my mustache gets fucking annoying. You trim it. Yeah, I know, but like also, I'm trying to. Look like a 70s porn See, the star. Problem is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I'm trying to get the mustache to grow in ways that it's apparently not willing to grow. Mustache rides on me, baby. Where's the fucking... I don't got the fucking joint poker downer. I'm frustrated. That's exactly what a porn star would call a, a joint poke. <laughs> I guess I couldn't really come up with a better word. <laughs> the, the joint pokey. The, the fucking, it's just called a pokey. The cone packer. The, cone, the cone packer sounds even worse. <laughs> the cone packer. Careful, right, man. Maybe I won't call it the cone packer. Uh, I mean, 2020 started with uh, 
It started with Australian bushfires. And then it just kept fucking spiraling from there. Didn't the Australian bushfires technically start in 2019, though? Yeah, but they that's the, what I'm saying is they uh they lit the year off. I do re- you know what though? I do remember watching those because I'm a big uh, Cletus McFarlane fan and he went Who the fuck is that? Oh, it's dude, it's just this like hell yeah, brother. Just like uh it's got a mullet. Okay. Say less. All American. It's fucking screaming eagle kind of like you know, he's a drag racer, car, and... Uh, he sounds like my kind of fucking... Yeah. My kind of dude. He's the man. I don't even care what he does. He's the absolute man, but he was in the Summer Nationals in Australia, and I remember uh, just, like, the apocalyptic red sky and being like, God damn, it looks like the apocalypse. I had no idea what was about to come, but <laughs> that's the thought dude, I had. fucking... Right? 2020 was just, like... It was one of those things where you, it started off like, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much attention you pay to memes, but I basically, like, processed the year through memes. Oh, I and, uh, processed my life through memes, man. <laughs> and that was basically, like, the situation where it was just, like, things kept cascading. Where it was like, okay, this is getting fucking crazier and crazier and crazier as it goes on. Like, it started with the wildfires. What was the next thing? Let me pull up my timeline. Like, it, you, what, do you mean cascading as in the memes kept getting danker? Because that's how I look at it, man, is I just think... Well, yes, the memes have gotten danker. That's the one thing that I'm <laughs> confident in is that if the world is going to end, the internet's going to make it hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, like, at the very least, if something's going to happen, like, there's going to be no way that I don't go out laughing because the internet just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, there's been plenty of meme-worthy moments as this year i feel like and i think that that's just how I, i'm gonna look back i think at this year is just one giant long meme that was hilarious when it started out but then it just got like beat to death and no one found it funny anymore yeah it started off with, so it started off with those wildfires things like i said right before we started i was saying uh, as as far as most of the people i talk to acknowledge that things took the craziest turn after kobe's helicopter crash which that's crazy in and of itself. Yeah, that's wild, man. That it was a helicopter crash and stuff like that. And things just kind of, like, they kind of spiraled after that. You know, uh, when, when did Kobe die? That was in February. Yeah, that was in February. I, I And see, I was going to say a couple weeks after that. Where, where were you at in February? What was going on with you in February? Um, I mean, February is my birthday month. I, you know, I remember coronavirus had started, and I, I, I'm like one of those people who, you know, lives in their basement and puts a tinfoil hat on. So I remember like we hadn't looking at the stuff about coronavirus and kind of feeling like it was coming. So I was like on that, kind of on the edge of my seat, and yeah, yeah, that was the things were kind of starting to ramp up then at the end of February, because yeah, at the end of the last like week in February, I went to Las Vegas. Damn, dude, and. By the time I got back, everything started, the lockdowns all started. Yeah, everything started shutting down. That's what I remember. I remember going, like, out for my birthday, seeing a couple friends, and, you know, then probably I I didn't see those friends again for, like, six or seven months. Yeah, we, yeah, there was a period where we weren't really seeing anybody at all. Um, I mean, I don't really hang out with a lot of people. I think that we didn't. I didn't really start hanging out with people again fully after the lockdown started until June because that was when we started doing – that was when I started doing the streaming thing. Right. 
Yeah. Was I started in June? I think we we probably didn't start seeing anyone. I think until like May. Yeah, May or June, probably in that range. I'd say. I think probably in May we started seeing family a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, we probably started seeing family a little bit in May. But yeah, I feel like I remember my parents coming over and like we set up chairs in the yard and they were like 30 feet away from us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still, haven't, <laughs> I still haven't seen like my dad or anything like that. I've seen my grandparents a couple times. I haven't seen a whole lot of family. Yeah, man, it's definitely been tough. I think that's been the weirdest thing. I mean, obviously we just came through Christmas and, you know, every holiday this year, you know, I mean, you can just mm-hmm. chalk them up and I think most people haven't seen anybody. Um, but, you know, you- we went to my girlfriend's family for like a limited Christmas this year. But it was only like her. It was only like her brother, her sister, and her mom, and that was it. And the kids. We saw nobody, but it was. It was like, no offense to anybody, but it was actually awesome. <laughs> no one. We didn't have to leave the house, and it was just like. No, no. It did feel. Uh, see, the thing is, usually I go to my family's too, and it did feel like it was. We had a, we had a Zoom call. And that was the kind of that was the cool thing was not feeling like I had to rush through Christmas because usually it's like all right we got to hurry up with the first Christmas party when you're if, when you're in a relationship that first Christmas party is always rushed you never get to fully enjoy that first Christmas party whichever whichever family has the first Christmas party if you're going to two Christmas parties you got to rush through a Christmas party some people go to three you know it's wild to me they just got to keep moving all Christmas but. You know, if you if if you can condense that a little bit, it makes Christmas much more enjoyable over a less uh, a less de-energizing amount of time because we got to have the Zoom meeting while we were at the other party. So it was like I was having a Christmas party on top of a Christmas party. See, that sounds exhausting to me, man. I I like we <laughs> we every year. I mean, we usually go like to one place, which is usually like my sister's or people will come here. But, like, for the most part, we live out kind of in the middle of nowhere, so no one wants to come out here. And then by the time we go anywhere, like, we've already done a ton of rushing anyways, so we pretty much need to fucking pack up and leave and go back home anyways. So that's why I was definitely uh, super pumped on it. I don't know how you do it, having to go to two Christmas parties or, like, having to split your time with that many people because I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do it, man, so I commend you. Yeah, well, because usually you got the, you know, you've got, you've got my family and then her family and so we don't usually have people over here you know it's like we go over to my grandparents house usually and my grandparents canceled christmas this year because obviously they're in that that high risk category um so my grandparents canceled the christmas party this year Mm -hmm. and usually we go to that christmas first and i usually have to help with that i usually do lots of helping with like the cooking and stuff like that at our family events so I've got to be at that one early, and usually that one starts a little bit early because I have to do a lot of the helping for it. Um, but, yeah, this year I didn't have to do any of that. Same thing with Thanksgiving. Usually i got to do two Thanksgivings, and one of them I'm cooking the turkey for it. Yeah, I do Thanksgiving every year. I'm the person who cooks, and I usually have, like, 20 people over here. So we didn't have that either. Um, but, we, I mean, I think for Thanksgiving we actually did have my parents and my brother over. <laughs> But, like, we made it spaced out, and, I mean, no, we weren't really, like, being super safe. I'm, I was going to try and pretend there. Fuck it, I ain't even going to lie. We were just being normal, but it is what it is. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't see a ton of people, so. Yeah, it wasn't. Shit, man, I fucking barely remember Thanksgiving already, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. Yeah, it... Because you know what? Like, 
you said before, like you started streaming on Twitch, and I think that like that's where I started streaming on Twitch. That's where we met each other. But I think a majority of people this year have lived, you know, in some type of media on the internet or you know whatever device you're listening to us now. I think that's part of the interesting thing about 2020 is that we've lived our lives online more so than any other year out of necessity yeah yeah i mean i've that's the truth man but it's been you know if we didn't have the internet then this year probably wouldn't have been really survivable for a number of people you know yeah it would have been rough for a lot of people there would have been a lot less connection it wasn't really rough for me because i mean like if you just want to look at like how everyone's living now in terms of being socially distanced and staying in a bunch and just kind of fucking around online like i'd say that i've probably been like that for a while so i'd say that it's, it's yeah. the year that my my way of life finally became acceptable and then add on to the fact that i got social anxiety so it's dope that i finally get to wear a mask yeah no i'm right on with that where it didn't really that's why i said it wasn't a total wash for me because it it totally just kind of made it like my form, my way of life was acceptable, like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, it's, it's like in style now. <coughs> you know, I don't no longer have to do yeah. that, like that nervous smile when I see people now. Now I can just keep it moving. You know. Yep, yep. I appreciate that a lot more because I'm, I'm also the same way. Like I'm trying to get in and get out. I do lots of ordering my shit online and picking it up in store. Yeah. So I don't have to do a lot of interacting or anything like that. You know. It's definitely a lot of way people's way of life changed, I think, too. And it's going to be difficult to see. Like, you know, we got vaccines rolling around, fine. You know, like, whatever. We might, by the spring, start kind of getting back to some new sense of normalcy, whatever the fuck that might be. But I think there's going to be a lot of people who are, like, hyper-resistant to going back to that old way of, like, going back into the giant office building and, and that type of stuff. Well, it's because you know now. You know that that was totally a fucking ruse you know that it, it was wasn't necessary right i think that's the thing too man and you know you want to talk about like a ruse is i think that 2020 became the year that like you know everyone i'll just say everyone became a conspiracy theorist because you there's definitely something <laughs> in some way shape or form yeah because you all of a sudden now have there's some belief that you have that would be considered fringe i don't care who the fuck you are yeah You know, I don't care if you're yeah. some, like, woman who's out there, like, woo-wooing over a crystal thinking that it's going to heal her from coronavirus, or I don't care if you're, like, uh, someone over there who has some type of, like, political ide- ideology that sits on either side of the fucking horseshoe. Oh, man. You know? See, I'm in, I'm, in one of the, I'm in one of the states that has had the craziest fucking year as far as coronavirus goes yeah and because we had the actual fucking conspiracy i'm from michigan anybody that doesn't know who's listening to the podcast we had the actual conspiracy where people tried to fucking actually kidnap our governor and shit like that was you know we've had a, a whole controversial thing going on over over here with coronavirus so much so that you know that Donald Trump and our governor are we're going at it on Twitter and shit like that. So we've been kind of a, a lightning rod over here for controversy, so it's been kind of crazy. I mean, I've been to Michigan, and I I love Michigan, and I love the people in Michigan. I think one thing that I respect to, about them, but I think that also contributes to maybe some of that stuff you said, is also like just the kind of, I do, 
I do what I want, kind of like just don't bother me, I won't fuck with you type thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of the vibe here, for sure. So everybody started going down and locked down on March. You know, right after I got it back from Vegas, which Vegas is tight. I always love going to Vegas. I'm very, very lucky that I got to take a vacation this year before this shit happened. Yeah, right before, man. <laughs> and have a good time right before everything went, you know, went totally crazy. Back when you could lick but, a slot machine if you wanted to. Yeah, back when you yeah, back when you could lick a fucking slot machine. <laughs> I hadn't quit smoking cigarettes yet, so I'm fucking hacking along over on the slot machine. Sharing fucking... cigarettes with old ladies. <laughs> yeah, <fucking sharing laughs> cigarettes. I ended up quitting. I ended up quitting I was so paranoid about COVID in the beginning that I quit cigarettes, which I needed an excuse, but that was it. I'm like, dude, I don't want to get this thing and die just because I smoke cigarettes. That's stupid. I don't like Newports that much. Yeah, the same thing happened to me with Backwoods. I, although I say I quit Backwoods, but I just say I cut down on them, you know, because I was consuming them quite a bit. And I say compared to what I, I was consuming, I'm like not even in the same ballpark. But even still, I think that's what... uh. I don't know, coronavirus triggered maybe some, like, healthy lifestyle choices, I guess. That's a fucking... I, I always say shit, and then I find myself lying as I say it. Because I literally sit <laughs> here and smoke weed and fucking eat donuts and drink coffee all day, dude. And everyone on Twitch sees it. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I wasn't going to stop smoking weed, I mean... No, but that's not that's the unhealthy not part. Thing, I mean, hey, there's been those articles, too, saying that, like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to fucking put that falsehood out there but you know that maybe cannabis can help some be some type of protectant against coronavirus. No but I've seen that stuff yeah. I've seen several things where it's saying that <laughs> cannabis users are are kind of a little bit more immune to it or something like that. Well dude <laughs> but you never know how much veracity there is to those studies. That's true though but dude there's this um, there's this like thing I hope I use that word right. There's this thing where, like, anybody who's ever gone to a cannabis cup, anyone who's ever gone to a cannabis event, you know, you'll end up coming back with and People will joke about, oh, I got the cup cough. Or, you know, I, we used <laughs> to call the Wook flu. So, like, uh, when I went to the cannabis cup last time, I got, like, the Wook flu worse than I ever have. And even, <coughs> ever since I got that version of Wook flu, like, my vocals have never been the same. Like, my voice changed ever since. So, yeah, I think that, like... Just sharing with being dirty, sharing wheat with a bunch of people, like a bunch of germs and shit. I think that cannabis users as a whole are just like fucking toddlers. They put everything in their mouth, you know, so um, probably just have a higher immunity to things. Yeah, I never, <clears throat> I never thought about that possible correlation, man. Never, ever fucking thought about that. Because I, I have a pretty solid immune system. Yeah, it's because you... I never, I don't... I don't get sick super often at all, really. I know, and as like people are listening to this, and we're both like, (laughs) 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 we don't get sick. Well, they know. That's the the roach joint cough. (laughs) Literally smoke the roach joint cough. You know what? The first the first time we is a secret. I didn't tell you this either, but the first time before we recorded this, I actually smoked a roach joint, and it was so (laughs) gross. Before the first podcast, I actually smoked a roach joint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just fucking well because i didn't really have any weed that day i was gonna try and play it off like i did it for like a celebratory thing you know what i mean but no i just didn't have any weed that day fuck it <laughs> didn't have any flour you had to pull them out man yeah it's fucked up that like i like flour so much that if i don't have 
if I don't have flour, it's almost, and I'll have like fire concentrate. I'd almost rather smoke that roach joint than get in on that fire concentrate. It's a deep secret about me. Do you think that you think that Kim Jong Un's death scare was co- was COVID related? Now, in retrospect, no. I feel like it was. Uh, I feel like it was uh, probably just posturing more than anything. I don't know whether it was from them or it was just like someone trying to piss the regime off. I don't know. It seems weird that that story would even come out, but it it like the. They didn't really seem to be officially reporting that anything was wrong, you know, but at the same time, it seemed like his, was it his sister, all of a sudden started, like, coming up, and you're like, whoa, wait, hold on, he's got a sister, and she's, like, sort of, almost, like, kind of hot if she was, you know, you were in North Korea, and, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I guess, I don't know. Reports were she was, like, more ruthless or some shit like that. Yeah, but she looked hard, like, just, you wouldn't want to fuck with her, man, she... She did. No, she looked like fucking. She reminded me of. I'm gonna pull uh, up a picture of her right now, just so I can jog my memory. Oh, she looked like the fucking the 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 female Asian villain in any fucking kung fu movie. The like overly ruthless one. She's like fucking. She does look overly ruthless, and now that I'm her forehead's a lot bigger than I remembered it. Um. Maybe it's just this angle. I think that they got a really nice angle in this picture because on some of the pictures you see her and... Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? It's probably good for the world. Uh, it's just like, it, you're like, oh, it's good for the world <laughs> that this chick didn't come into power. But, like, who knows? It's hard to even say what the real story is going on there. There's a couple... Um, There's actually this one guy I watch on YouTube, and he's from Russia... And he, like, snuck into North Korea and, like, filmed a bunch of stuff there. And it's super interesting. And I don't remember the guy's name, so it's not really super helpful here. Um, but if you just say, like, Russian sneaks into North Korea on YouTube, you can find it. But I think it's, like, an hour long. But I, I watched that, and I felt like that was, like, you got a realistic sort of take on what was going on there. And I feel like, to a certain degree, my reality of, like, what we're told might not be the entirety of it because it, it didn't really seem like the whole story um you know it, so but it's tough to say with a place like that <clears throat> so that was around what march that his death scare was i'm thinking let me see mm. yeah that was no that was in may that was in may when did you start streaming i started streaming at the end of april i think was when like at the end of april yeah but i, I would say that like i don't think there was anything worth watching until like mid-may maybe <laughs> maybe all the <laughs> early like stuff mid-May. was silly pretty silly just to back up a little bit what was your first like experience with twitch what like what how did you even know to start streaming and shit like that well i had initially streamed i want to say when twitch first came out maybe like um fuck i don't even remember it was so long ago and i had like the shittiest camera and I don't remember when it switched over from Justin TV, but it was literally, it was originally, not literally, it was originally like Justin TV or some shit like that, or it was that Twitch was an offshoot of Justin TV or something. Well, I can tell you what, 
it, I was raiding in Firelands with World of Warcraft, so I can tell you in terms of World of Warcraft what I was doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember that's when I started. I started and like I started streaming my raids and stuff like that, and I was terrible at it. I only did it a few times. Some ki- some. Uh, <laughs> one was Firelands. Can you just pull that shit up on Google? Yeah, I actually don't remember. I I don't, actually don't even want to look because I don't want to know how long I've been playing that game for. <clears throat> um, but then I'd say my other initial. Uh, that was 2011. Okay, so yeah, so right right around then, um, I'd say my other my other uh, experience with it was probably um, Stone Ninja watching Stone Ninja because I know that he made an account and uh, I started watching him and he was like really the first cannabis streamer that I started watching and then that when I was like, wait a second, I just sit here and smoke. And play video games like maybe people would want to hang like, out with me. I do this too. <laughs> yeah, so I started looking into it a little bit more. Found out about uh, you know making a stream and like what it took to make one that people wanted to watch. Started watching a bunch of different streamers and figured out kind of the look that I wanted to go for. And I'd say that like I made the uh, decision just to do it at the end of April. See, I started watching Twitch in 2015. I remember 2015, 2016, beginning of 2000, end of 2015, beginning of 2016. It was around the time that I built my first gaming PC. And um, I didn't have Fallout 4, but I wanted to watch and see what the game was all about. Mm -hmm. And my brother watched lots of Twitch and had been for years. And so I ended up watching... Uh, Co Carnage on his, you know, just from my brother was watching Co Carnage do a do a Fallout Four playthrough, so I ended up seeing him do a Fallout Four playthrough, and uh, just kind of found other streamers and stuff like that from there. Um, and then I started streaming this year. Um, we actually started on Facebook, and it was originally a group thing, and it was more like a Mystery Science Theater three thousand offshoot, where we would watch bad public domain movies and just riff on it and drink beers and have a good time and we would ha- you know it, we would talk to chat and kind of watch movies with people so it was supposed to be uh, Hill Valley Video Store Super Show and it happened every Sunday night and it was like an offshoot type of thing like it was it was basically pitched as mystery science theater for the Twitch generation um and it was fun it was hard to keep everybody going every single Sunday. Um, but what had happened eventually is I was like, dude, I, I spent a ton of money on the equipment to stream the show. And I was like, if I'm only streaming once a week, is it really worth it to have all of this stuff or whatever? So I figured we would start trying to do a game stream here and there. And uh, Ryan, is, is uh, who plays Jackknife on the channel, he's deathly fucking afraid of, of horror games. He just can't do it, dude. He like watching him. He tried to VR stream on Facebook one time, and he, this game did not even. I'm sorry, Ryan. This game did not even seem remotely fucking scary. Like maybe like a little bit of jump scare, but like there was no tension. You know, like sometimes you watch somebody play a horror game on Twitch, and you can feel the tension of how scary the game is. You got none of that watching him play this VR game. He later confessed that apparently his young nephew had beaten this whole thing without a problem. But he had to quit playing after 15 minutes because he just couldn't do it. Yeah, man, yeah. So I thought it would be funny to get on stream and play Dead Space with him. And he, 
and he would, you know, he would be scared and all of that. <coughs> and that didn't that didn't end up working because Dead Space had a there was a glitch in the game and we couldn't progress past a certain part within like the first 20 minutes of gameplay. So we had to switch over. And um him and I we we always just kind of act like characters anyways. We would play back when it came out, we would play American Truck Simulator. And we would play American Truck Simulator and talk to each other over Discord before there was a multiplayer mod and just be in character the whole time. You know, talking with the accent and shit like that. And uh, so because of the fact that Dead Space wouldn't work, we're like, well, let's go ahead and play some American Truck Simulator for a little bit. And it caught on instantly. Way bigger than the show was. Everybody just us doing the characters and being idiots in character and stuff like that. Driving the truck was a huge thing right away. And so we ended up eventually moving from Facebook to Twitch. And then I ended up because of, you know, everybody, you know, because everybody's busy with work more and shit like that. It's hard to get them together and figure out a time that works for everybody every week. So I ended up kind of taking it over myself. And that's how I also met you was from American Truck Simulator. I caught you looking for people that were streaming American Truck Simulator. Right. Yeah, I dude, that game too is amazing, man. I feel like when <laughs> I first you got to admit when you first like found that game and you got the wheel and you like got into it and you're just driving down the highway, there's like just that like amazing feeling that you get when you're actually driving down the road and it's just like everything's perfect. It's like the perfect day. It was just such like a relaxing yeah. Such a change of pace from any other game that I had ever played that it, like, really fucking resonated with me. And then I remember finding, I think you came into the chat, and then I came over to your channel and watched it, and I was, like, pumped because you were actually doing, like, full-on characters. And I, I remember I had, like, characters that I would fuck around with and do, but it was never, like, full-out into a character. You know what I mean? It was just me, like, yeah, joking yeah. around and kicking in and out of it and, like, and characters you fall into <coughs> and stuff like that naturally. That's why you're one of those people that's like me, where it's like you and I would probably cherish a gig as a voice actor because we naturally fall into characters in conversation where we do these random voices and stuff like that. You know, like just falling into some kind of random character is generally a part of how we, you know, communicate and how we, you know, how we're funny and stuff like uh, how we try to be comedic and stuff like that. And that would play perfectly into like voice acting and shit like that i think you'd be another person that's great at that just because of your natural you know your natural characters like cam and karen and shit like that yeah well dude and i think you know the funny thing about i think doing those characters is that like i don't want to say like i'm naturally shy because i'm not i have social anxiety but it's this like weird type of social anxiety that causes you to be somewhat extroverted to kind of kill, yeah. like, the anxiety of just, like, you know, having dead mm. space. Um, same, same. You know, so I feel like uh, with a lot of those characters, it, I'll say and do stuff that I maybe want to but wouldn't. And it's a lot easier for me to, like, find my power or find my voice uh, with, with a character. Same. Yeah, that's, like, probably why I do the characters at all. Because, like I was saying, right before we started, I was saying this was, you know was I have to do the characters because when I stream out of character, I feel like I'm boring, you know, and I just don't get to the place, like, for whatever reason, when I'm in character for that long, the character takes over and he says shit that just doesn't come to mind even when I'm not in character. Oh, yeah, And it's definitely. like a piece of my personality that rises to the to the top that 
isn't normally there in different ways and stuff like that. And that actually makes me, like, fucking laugh. Like, if you ever watch my stream, sometimes I'm just doubled over laughing out loud at myself and shit like that. And it happens relatively often. But that doesn't happen when I'm playing video games out of character by myself or anything like that. It just doesn't occur. It doesn't happen the same way. That magic isn't there. Right. <laughs> well, dude, it, and I mean, you know, it's like that whole... Did you ever see that... Um, fuck was the name of it man on the moon it was jim carrey was in it and it was about uh mm -hmm. andy kaufman about andy kaufman yeah and he like mm -hmm. pretty much that character just kind of like overtook him you know so much yep, so yep. that like in, yeah he was the he he stayed in character for the whole duration of filming off screen and on screen to the to the extent that it it, it annoyed the shit out of the rest of the fucking production staff and cast yeah yeah so, I don't know, man. I, I think there's something to it. I mean, it's like they call that method acting and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I mean, I think that it's just about, uh, you know, maybe evoking, invoking, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, yeah. something into yourself and, and, and then, you know, becoming or let it speak through you, whatever the fuck way you want to yeah. look at it. <clears throat> I mean, it is a stupid fucking character, I do. But there was there's a lot of thought put into that stupid fucking character you know like when i get in when i'm in character as piss jug that's a whole different you know like i, th I thought about what is this person you know what would he eat what would he listen to mm -hmm. what are his motivations you know like i th i thought about i actually sat down and thought about all of that stuff what would he wear how would he dress why would he dress that way y you know so i can be able to explain all this stuff when someone at randomly brings it up in chat and stuff like that you know, I had to create this whole backstory for this character because I didn't want to get caught without it, I guess, you know, right. where I don't, you know, like where someone questions me on something. Because that's the other thing. There's so many people come into the stream that don't know it's a character at all. There are so many people that come into the stream and probably still don't, you know, that are regulars that might not know that it's a character. And there are some times when they come in that I happen to be doing an out of character stream that they're like, holy shit. <laughs> your voice sounds totally different like you're not even the same dude yeah it i actually <laughs> thought i i mean i i think that like for a while i was t calling my wife i was calling you pj and i didn't i think then i first actually talked to you in, in discord i was actually taking a little bit of back but when i first when i first uh saw your stream i don't i didn't necessarily think that you were like acting that much this is dude this dude's someone who's like lives like this but he just he just plays it off like he's acting so that, you know, he can, people can be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you, and then you actually talk to me and shit like that, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think was when, no, honestly, man, when I realized that it was kind of like all sort of an act is that I saw uh, you popped on a commercial for about um, the fucking Chet Hagelin getting someone off, like the law, the law office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got so many yeah. people off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the commercials, and that's a big part of the channel, too. That's one of the things that people like about the channel, and that's something that's really, really fun for me because I grew up doing that type of thing. I, I you know, we, I grew up skateboarding, and I was always the, the filmer, and I had a computer, and I was always the one editing our skate videos and stuff like that. And I also, through that, would, you know, make sketches with my friends. 
you know, both for school and just not for school and stuff like that. And so it's just always been something that I've done. And the commercials are quick, punchy sketches. Mm -hmm. They're not super hard. You have lots of room to improv. You just need a general idea, and you can kind of take it and run with it. And you only need 60 seconds. And it may, it's something that you can make quick and funny, and it fills up space. It makes it so that when you got to go take a break, you know, make some more coffee, take a piss, you know, grab a snack real quick, something like that you're not going to lose a bunch of people in between because they've got something funny to watch for a couple of seconds. Right. And lots of people, you know, at first I thought, oh, these are going to get old because I'm playing them like every stream every night. But no, people, you, people definitely enjoy them every single time where they're still quoting the, you know, when I get back the chat's still quoting the commercials somewhat when I return, you know, it's, it's kind of a nice touch to have kind of like your, uh, your visual, your visual stuff going on because you've got like i was saying before i think the best visual flair on twitch for my money i haven't obviously i said i haven't seen everybody on twitch but in you know unbiased just you doing a lot more with your scene switches and everything that you've got going on even than other people that are just chatting you've got me into the point now where i try to check out more people that are in that just chatting category that maintain that category mm -hmm. And uh, I still don't find anybody that's doing as much with the background and stuff like that. And I think that's really an interesting creative flair that you've got going on in your channel. That's been really, really fun to watch that evolve over the last couple of months in particular. Uh, I definitely appreciate that, man. I, you know what? I, honestly, I can't take all the credit for it because... I have to, and this is something I wouldn't say on stream, but I have to partially thank Psychedelics because all of my, all of my early... Uh, scenes i think that i came up with were all like spaces or whether they be mental spaces or like motifs that i was basically yeah. trying to like describe or um uh -huh. make a visual of you know so i think that i all my initial ones were all like kind of like epilep epilepsy inducing you and so like put the but i mean like you know anyone who's been deep in the throes of those spaces uh probably understands you know those scenes a little bit better but I, yeah, I remember that was one of the first things I said at one of those scenes. Was like, bro, you're gonna give everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was the one. You were. I, I was the one in chat yeah. that actually brought that up. Yeah. I remember. I'm like, oh god, you're gonna give everybody seizures. Yeah, and then I remember thinking that was so funny that I remember like taking that and going with it. And remember, I came out that day saying I was playing epilepsy roulette. Like, you don't know what you were gonna get, what scene you were gonna get. Um, but I don't know, man. I just I felt like I want to make stuff interesting to look at. Otherwise, and that, that's where my, that's what I have fun doing. I don't know, honestly, man, just like uh, making the scenes. I think that makes it fun for me. And like, you know, I think it makes it a little bit more interesting to look at. And if you don't totally know what you're going to expect is coming next in terms of like, a, is it a new scene? Is it somewhere we've been? Then I feel like it kind of keeps people on their toes. And um, people get bored quick, too. I think looking at the same fucking thing all the time. It's like yeah, definitely. It's part of that like whole Instagram scrolling thing. Do you know what I mean? I think it's the same, the same like uh, same part of your brain is fed, you know, by like stuff that's constantly changing, as is with that mm -hmm. slot machine of Instagram. Yeah, no, you got to keep evolving the channel and stuff like that to keep gaining people. I think that's you know I've kind of fallen into now where I've 
thinking less about it at first it was like i thought and i had stopped I, there was a period of time where i kind of paused and wasn't streaming for a while because i was just like if i don't have a good new and unique idea that i can do on the stream that's going to produce some kind of content for youtube or something like that then i'm not gonna that i'm not gonna do it and it I realized that just wasn't kind of the way to go about it, that I needed to kind of bend a little bit, you know, and find some middle ground and start playing some games that I actually wanted to play. Not that there's anything wrong with truck sim or anything like that, but, man, it's actually like a fucking truck driver job when you're actually driving the fucking truck for four hours a night. Oh, definitely. You know, it's like actually, it's like actually just sitting down and having a four-hour road trip. And when you don't have anybody else you know because at first we were doing it i always had somebody in the passenger seat of the truck mm -hmm. and when it became harder to book people to sit in the passenger seat of the truck i canceled the stream because it's so fucking hard to do that by yourself it's you know like road trips are fun but solo road trips they can be kind of tedious after a while they're fun in their own sense but they do there are you know it's a little bit more boring than a road trip with a friend no definitely yeah i think you know what one thing i noticed about that game and i don't know if you've noticed you actually probably notice it less cuz you're in character so i think people who click in and stay in your channel like already know the deal and they're going to be down with it but i think like i sort of wasted my time to a certain degree uh streaming that game just because like i noticed you know, for instance, like if the people who follow me while I'm doing just chatting, if I start playing American Truck Simulator, then they're more apt to watch me. But the people who start watching you who like are American Truck Sim fans, you know, and just watch American Truck Sim people. Like if you go. Yeah, that's a very, yeah, that's a very, very niche category. And since I stopped streaming it, I've lost a lot of the viewers that I had at one point. But I'm totally cool with that because otherwise I wouldn't be streaming. I, there's just nothing. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. I can't play that game and only that game for fucking 12 to fucking 16 hours a week or whatever. No. Although I've, I have been found myself like uh, craving it recently. So I might boot it up within the next few weeks. But if I, I always said if I'm going to play that game again. It's going to be in character. So if if I if you see American Truck Simulator, then it's going to be Cam. It's not going to be me. Yeah, I might I might delve back into that world in the in the near future. You know, at some point, just kind of as a bonus thing, we've got lots of plan. You know, I got lots of plans going on for you know bringing in different characters and stuff like that. But you know, at some point, I plan on having that as a bonus thing, which is not the main thing. Mm -hmm. I get lots of, you know, I get lots of people that come, and it, it, it kind of bums me out to have to, like, break it to them and stuff like that, but I get lots of people that pop into the chat that were Truck Sim viewers, and they're like, you don't play Truck Sim anymore, and I'm just like, I can't, you know. Yeah, I've had, I, I had I definitely had a few of those. I can't do it all the way, all the time. Huh? I definitely had a few of those. You got a couple of those, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, the Truck Sim people are just about Truck Sim. They're just watching Truck Sim, and that's really it, is what I've realized. And, you know, that's, that's totally A lot cool. of them There's are real of, truckers, you know, too, and I mean... Yeah, no, yeah, that's the other thing, is a lot of them are real truckers, which I always wondered how many... Obviously, there was a bunch of them that got it, and uh, there was definitely some that probably got, like, offended, I'm sure, but... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I was... But I, obviously, I had lots of viewers that were just truck sim viewers, because I, I lost about an average of, like... I went from, like, an average of, like... Uh, of 15 to 20 viewers to an average of 5 to 10 viewers when I stopped simming and when I stopped doing truck sim alone but it's also a lot more fun now because I need I need something to play off of I'm not you know I can't just sit there and generate 
comedy by myself without something to play off of at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. So playing games gives me something to do at least. Right. You know, to kind of have something occur that's in front of me that's funny that I'm less worried about because I don't know what I can get away with watching and shit like that. I'd love to do to do in-character streams and just watch movies and shit like that, but yeah, God, without screening now. the movie... Without screening the movie first, I don't know if I'm going to get random bits of nudity because that was a huge issue when we were doing the super show. Yeah. Was like, it was like, there was like a, I think if you, if I look back on the episodes of the super show that exist, there's probably a titty popping out in 66% of those episodes. And I just assumed like, hey, it's on YouTube. There can't be titties. There's no way there's titties. It's on YouTube. I had no idea how many titties there were on YouTube no idea and so like i don't want to get the channel like banned on twitch or anything like that i'm gonna have to do some and, without pre- and if you one. pre-screen the movie then you don't have that same that same random aspect of not knowing what's going to happen right you know you already know what's going to happen so it's not as, you can't be as funny it's just not as funny without that spontaneity of you know just seeing the movie for the first time right well see my <laughs> i'd say like dude i'm lucky because i think that what I started doing is once I started making the switch to just chat and I said, fuck video games, I mean, the spontaneity, you know, like the, oh my fucking God, what's going to happen next? And just being able to make a joke off of whatever the fuck's going on, able to help me, like, find content for my stream, because that's what a large portion of my stream is, is just finding shit that's happened over the past couple days or week and just making yeah. a joke out of it. You're so much better at that. I've tried, even trying to find the content per week for the for the podcast here. <laughs> it's it can be fucking it can be a pain it can be difficult sometimes to find good fucking shit to talk about over the whole course of the thing without you know it being just me and you if we had a couple more people you know kind of looking for stuff for us it'd make it a little bit easier mm. but to really delve in you got to find stuff that's not on the surface level of the internet right <laughs> you know you got to be following the right pages somewhere and stuff like that and you know you've you do a pretty good job of collecting shit that i just don't find <laughs> like i because I, I look obviously i look for news over the course of the week mm-hmm. for the podcast you look for news every single day basically for your twitch stream yeah and through the course of the week looking for the stuff that i'm looking for for the podcast i don't come across the things that you're talking about on the twitch stream right well i think that well dude it's like this twitch stream right i mean i mean if you think about like the podcast i mean yeah cool we started off with the intention of doing this but like if we don't can't come up with stuff it doesn't necessarily have to be that every week i think that um you know that's what it is just getting something started and then stuff usually evolves i mean but yeah i I usually have to look for news every day and i think one thing that i've had trouble with over this year is i'll I'll usually have a lot of stories up and i have like my one of my bars that covers all like the stories that i have so people can't see but there's like a ton of stories that i'll skip because i'll be like reading over it and it'll mention something that like isn't even political but maybe something can take and make it political and i'm just like all right fuck this i don't want to turn into a mud slinging contest and chat yeah and i think that's one of the cool parts about doing a podcast versus uh, do versus being on twitch is that we get to uh 
you know, if we want to, we can kind of delve into that stuff, and we don't have to worry about chat roasting us live. We don't have to worry about chat breaking down and devolving into civil war right. <laughs> in the middle of the fucking, you know, in the middle of everything and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, like, and like that was how I looked at it. Is like, it, you know, we might get into some things like that on here, but the thing is, is like, I would rather just like low key lose a viewer off stream than have them blow up them. yeah well, it's good. yeah yeah then have lost them on stream in some kind of massive fucking dramatic fucking fashion you know? although now that you so put that out there that person who would have just clicked on follow is now going to wait until you're live next time and come back and say something yeah yep yep you're right exactly <laughs> i have a scene but, just I mean, for those people <laughs> but like i said it's not I don't really I don't really care. That's the whole thing is that when at first I was on Twitch and I was like I can turn this into a thing. You know, like I was like this is funny enough that you know the product is good. I was looking around like really looking hard for people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing and I couldn't find anybody. And so I was like, "Oh wow, this is really a thing that be- could become a lucrative thing." And so that, at first, I literally, you know, I was really doing it with dollar signs in the eyes, straight up, you know, to not even lie about it. And after I met you and started meeting a couple other streamers and stuff like that, I'm like, "Oh, this is actually what this is about. This is the fucking cool part, because mm-hmm. you can just vibe with cool fucking people." And I just look at it like I look at it anything else in life, where there's just so many people that it's just entirely pointless to waste your time with the ones that you don't click with. There are so many fucking people on the planet that it's just no point to fit a fucking square peg into a round hole. So it's like if I piss somebody off and they try to be upset about it in chat or whatever, it's like I, I, I could care less because you're not the, you know. Yeah, yeah. If that if you're going to be upset about it, you're not the person that I'm that I'm here to hang out with anyways because I'm here to hang out and have a good time with my viewers and stuff like that. And if you're upset about something that I'm doing or saying, well, then you're not having a good time and I'm not having a good time having you here. So go ahead and head someplace else and you can have a good time and we can have a good time here. Right. No, dude, and definitely I think that's having that good time with chat and hanging out with people, meeting people. I mean, that's why I started on Twitch. You know, I think that my intention was just that, like, I'd been depressed over the past couple of years, maybe not feeling that, like, uh, you know, I was in a lot of, like, good reciprocal relationships, whether it be, like, professional or, like, with friends and stuff like that. So I was just kind of feeling disillusioned on multiple levels. Obviously, then coronavirus hit, and I think it was, for me, just getting on there early and I mean one of my main things that I told people off the bat is like if you're feeling shitty you know send me a message and Mm -hmm. I've always kept that you know and I I mean because I know that at times that's all people needed you know or need Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I started up and I've fulfilled that at this point I could stop streaming on Twitch tomorrow and I could easily say that Mm -hmm. there's like people I've met or like people who have said that you know I've helped them in one way shape or form so I'm not going to stop, but yeah, and I kind of do that in my own way, not necessarily the same way, but I always make sure that I'm, <coughs> I always make sure that I'm being positive, you know, that's why, you know, that's why one of the, one of the taglines that you get often is that PJ loves you, you know, like there's always that vibe put out that PJ loves you and stuff like that. And that you're, you know, that you're worthy and that PJ loves you and that you're valid. And, you know, like I'm always saying things to kind of pump up the spirits a little bit. So I know that people aren't generally going to ask a character that ridiculous advice on certain things necessarily, but I also try to promote those positive vibes and make people laugh and make people feel good for that same reason. And I think that 
I think that you what you talked about right there was really really important, <laughs> and I think that this is a good thing to talk about because there are hopefully going to be some people listening to the podcast that aren't necessarily here from our Twitch stream. And a lot of people just don't understand Twitch. They don't understand why people stream and they don't understand why people would watch a stream and how that makes someone feel. And there's been, you know, there was a lot of time I spent sitting around alone with no, not that I didn't have friends, but I just don't want to hang out. I don't, I want to sit by myself, but I don't want to feel like I'm by myself. I still want the company of people going through depression and stuff like that. You still kind of want somebody there to laugh at and somebody to have a good time with, but sometimes you don't necessarily want somebody around. And having somebody on Twitch to go to like that, that's a really important thing for mental health for a lot of people. And that's been really important for a lot of people during COVID, where you've got some place that you can go that's, you know, it's like, it's like cheers. Everybody knows your name. You get to know the people in chat. You get to know the streamer. And it's a community. It's a place you get to go to hang out, to talk to people. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily about watching the video game or anything like that. The video game is just something that you're watching that person do. Yeah, you can there. watch anybody play a video game and you can play a video game by yourself. But you're there to hang out. You're there to feel like somebody's in the room and it's really a positive experience for a lot of people for that reason. And I don't think that a lot of people that don't understand, you know, like a lot of people just don't understand it and I, you know, <clears throat> it does sound weird to a lot of people, especially at our age. And I think that that's an important thing because I've had some friends that got into, you know, that got into Twitch over the last year as far as just viewership and stuff like that, um, you know, just through my stream and stuff like that. And it's just great for mental health in general. And I think that it's really important that people realize that it's great for mental health on both ends of the spectrum, both for the streamer and for chat and stuff like that. And that's, you know, something that's, I think it's really important that it gets out there to people that aren't necessarily interested in it to maybe check it out yourself they're not necessarily only people on Twitch that are just playing video games. There are people on there doing music. There are people on there doing art. There are people on there just hanging out. And, you know, if you're feeling like you're struggling with making friends or you feel very alone, it's a great place to go to feel included. And it's a great place to go to make friends slowly without having to feel like you're really putting yourself out there in too embarrassing a way or anything like that. And I think a lot of people should turn to it while we're still kind of going through all the stuff that we're going through right now. Yeah, dude, I no, I definitely would agree with that. I think that, like, all that stuff you said, um, 100% is, like, a lot of the appeal of Twitch. And I think that, like, you know, it, with the mental health a- aspects of it, I think the people who get into streaming and also the people who go on and watch tr- Twitch, like, maybe their motivations behind doing both of those things are very, very similar, you know, and just that they're seeking that, like, extra layer of connection you know but maybe even for people who aren't like i'll put it to you in like as easy a terms as possible like imagine if like you're that type of chick who watches the bachelor you know and you're like mm-hmm. watching the bachelor and there's thousands of other chicks out there watching the bachelor and you can all like sit there and in real time talk with all these girls like oh my god can you believe he said that can you believe he did that but not only that you can also realize that the bachelor is a douchebag in real life because you'll get to talk to him and be like oh my god this guy's a fucking do- douchebag i don't even need to waste my time <laughs> yep. watching this stupid ass show anymore and click it and go watch some shit that'll enrich your life yeah no it's like i told you through meeting you i was like oh okay 
Twitch is like is like Tinder for meeting friends. Yeah, friend Tinder. You can sample. <laughs> you can you can you can sample a friend here. You can watch them. You can kind of get to know them. And if you don't want to be fr- if you don't want to be friends with this person, you just move on to the next channel and find somebody that you do want to be friends. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it doesn't work necessarily work like that with big streamers. Obviously, you can't make fucking two thousand to ten thousand friends if you're streaming to that many people. Yeah, after a certain but point, they for smaller streamers, you know, for, yeah, after a certain point, it's difficult. But for smaller streamers, it's really easy to make some good friends. Yeah, but I mean, and I think like. Uh the people who get up to that next level of like you know so big that they can't even pay attention to the chat messages anymore people who get up to that 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 level anyways like it's more of a show that you're watching and it's more about them and their take and they're they're like an amazing uh at giving commentary on things or they're like amazing at whatever it is they're trying to stream you know but yeah and at that point it becomes more about the community because you can you can still make those friends through twitch but it becomes more about making friends through chat mm-hmm. and those discord communities and, and social media and stuff like that um at that point than it is with the streamer in particular but um with smaller streamers dude it's a great way to make actual friends following smaller streamers and checking out smaller streamers it's a great way to make actual real friends that way without having to like fucking i don't know put yourself into a weird situation how the fuck else i mean i used to be really good at it but how the fuck else do you make friends man i (laughs) I make like one friend every five years or something every five to ten years i make a new friend yeah it doesn't that's worth keeping around doesn't happen well with me man but so i'm the same way and i'm with you man i i don't know i stay in those small communities too i don't I don't really watch any big streamers. There's a couple, like, 300-person streamers that I'll watch. Um, I don't even... Yeah, I don't anymore. I, I used to watch mostly big streamers, but now I don't. Now that I've started streaming myself and making friends this way, now I'm, I mostly stick to smaller streamers. But, yeah, it's still kind of... Sometimes there's some people that I want to watch play a certain game to check it out. That's the other thing is Twitch has kind of fulfilled the role of video game review for me. <laughs> yeah. Because I can w- watch somebody play it and react to it in real time and decide whether or not I like it. Yeah, that's actually how I was with Cyberpunk, man. Like, that game looks dope, but I j- after just watching a bunch of streams, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there watching someone, like, trying to kill someone, and they're throwing a fucking grenade at their head, like, 30 times before they die, and I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, this game ain't for me, man. <laughs> this just ain't for me. Yeah. But it's it's okay. It's okay. It's a dope game. I love the visual. On like there was very few streams that I was able to watch it on that it didn't it didn't skip. You know, because the person's machines trying to stream that beast of a game and also like encode this stream. And it's we've been. I've actually been pretty good. Like I mean, obviously, I know I'm up kind of late for you. I'm usually never awake. Stuff I'm like us- that. Ne- usually never awake this yeah, late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know I'm up a little late for you, but um, no, we've actually I've got it down to a point where we're we aren't we aren't skipping frames on the game or anything like that. Usually, I drop frames at the. I realize that a lot of times I drop like 300 frames at the beginning of each stream or something like that, just because of the little videos playing during my pre-stream. Oh, definitely, thing. yeah. Because I've got three videos playing at once or whatever. So that kind of hammers the CPU a little bit. So I get some skip frames. But last time, uh, I ended the stream with like a 0% frame skipped or whatever after a whole cyberpunk stream. So it's not necessarily super bad, depending on what settings you're living, you're willing to live with and stuff like that. 
It's a fun game to play. I've enjoyed it a whole lot. I totally get the backlash it's getting, though. That's for sure. I've loved the memes, man. I've absolutely loved, like, fucking... The memes are fucking wonderful. Cyber, uh, the Cyberpunk subreddit for, like, the week after it came out was one of the... was, like, pure just comedic gold. Pure comedic now, here's gold. the thing that I've been telling people is that like if the game is gonna have bugs, at least they're fucking hilarious because the fucking bug videos that I see that are just are so funny. I'm sitting there fucking laughing out loud. The random bugs that I've encountered are fucking hilarious. So it's like the bug most of the time the bug happens and it's not like God damn it, what the fuck, man. Most of the time it's like what the fuck is that? Yeah, no, I know. It <laughs> so is it's ridiculous. like you know, like so it's like. At least if the game is going to be buggy, let the bugs be hilarious. And this game has brought comedy in that sense while also being good enough that it's been a joy to play it. So I got to say, it, it's going to be a different experience playing the game in the future. That's the other thing I, I've, yeah, I've been I'll telling wait. people is that the game is going to age like wine also. This is going to be one of those games that, like, the graphic because I only have a I only have a 1070 I only have a GTX 1070 so what I'm able to do with this game graphically versus what the game actually looks like on a decent system it's like a different game it's like a fucking it's like an HD remaster of the same game that's already out like you they're charging people to buy that Spider-Man game in HD all over again on PlayStation 5 and there's a bigger difference between the low and high settings on Cyberpunk than there is between the non-HD and the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 versions of fucking Spider-Man and they're charging you twice for that game. So that's the other thing about the game is that like while this is this is the this is not the lasting legacy of the game where I think like if you look at games like um, No Man's Sky people don't really look at that game and talk about the launch anymore because it's so good now people really don't even talk about the with the issues that it had at launch at all and that was one of the most maligned games at launch that i've seen in some time where you outright had videos of the developer lying about what you could do in the fucking game now when you hear people talk about no man's sky they talk about it as like a shining example of like you know of totally skirting whatever happened at launch and i think this is going to be the same thing where in the future people don't really care about it so much except for those people that obviously are bummed and had to play it on xbox and playstation 4 yeah i will say i don't i actually i think that one no man's sky is a different type of game so i think that like that is the type of game that maybe is a little bit more conducive to being able to add stuff on onto it and you know, kind of be an enjoyable experience for you. But fucking, they had eight years to get Cyberpunk out, and they had zero... You know what I haven't seen any glitches about? I mean, I've definitely seen glitches of dongs hanging out of pants, but, like, they spent so much time putting a, a penis-sized model maker in there, and, like, the, maybe they could have focused on other stuff. Like, I, I don't know, like the... Oh, there's no way that took an immense amount of... There's no way, there's no way that there was, like eight years of development and there was like six months on dicks or but it something adds like nothing that. There's to no the game. way. It adds nothing to the game. No, it doesn't, but but it doesn't, but that's the thing. So it's, it's a questionable like one choice. Of those things that it's like not necessarily. I don't think it's a questionable choice in the sense that it's, I, I think that's an over-focus of the game, but I don't think that it's necessarily like a questionable choice. I think that I think it was a ridiculous undertaking, and I think that it was, I think that they one of the main things that happened here 
is that they did not compromise on their vision. And they were not able to rein it in in a way that made it so that people with those lesser consoles could play the game in, a, in an acceptable state. And I think that corporate and the development team and marketing just, you know, like all together weren't on the same page. I don't think that, you know, when you look at the developers of this game, when you look at the art in this game and the amount of work that was put in this game, I don't think you can be mad at the developers for this at all. Because I don't think that any true artist is going to rush that game out. They're not going to rush their work out unless somebody's forcing them to do it. And not only did you have their investors probably forcing them to do it, but you've got everybody else complaining at them for delaying the game over and over and over again. And while there are people like me that were out there that whenever a game that's that big, like a, like a Red Dead Redemption 2 or a cyberpunk gets delayed, I'm like, good, delay it as many times as you need to. I don't care. As many times as you need to delay it until you think that it's absolutely ready. And I don't think that they got that luxury here. And I don't think that that's on the developers. I don't think it's like, oh, well, Dick shouldn't have been in the game. No, I think it's just one of those things where the corporate culture of game development is catching up with the artistic aspect of game development. And I think if you really look at what's here at the core of the game in eight years or so, you know, in a couple of years, like the amount of time that No Man's Sky had to turn around, it is going to be that different because they're going to be ha they're going to have added more expansions. They're going to have fleshed out those graphics and Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are going to be far enough in the rear view that the game can be revered for what it actually is. And it's not even it being what it actually is it's still not quite as good as the hype led up to it being but it's still a, a breakthrough in its own way as far as what's possible in a video game <laughs> mm, that sounds like some fucking fanboy shit man I ain't even gonna lie <laughs> no, I, no absolutely not it's just I do lots of fucking actual I do actual <laughs> Like, I spent lots of time on YouTube watching about the process of game development. I spent lots of time on YouTube watching... You've had a um, long time to watch know, game documentaries on Cyberpunk. No, watching doc... Well, well, no, I spent... I was going to be a fucking... At one point, I was going to go to college for game development until I saw how ridiculous that corporate culture is and how hard those artists are forced to work and how, how ridiculous the overtime culture is, how expendable... Because those developers, as hard as like as as hard as they want to work to make some beautiful piece of art, they've got some corporate overhead that looks at them like a McDonald's worker, you know. Like it's a really like you're expendable in that industry. No, regardless of the fact that you've got a ridiculous education, that you're doing something very few people on the world can do, and that you're creating something that is art. That's what video games are in general. Is their works of art, their conglomerations of art. You know, it's it's what it is when you've got that going on, but you've also got the corporate structure of give me a product, generate me dollars. That's such a difficult hierarchy to go through for any game developer that you look at the developer of the game. Anytime a game ends up shitty, you've got to look at it like, did you have you ever done anything in your life that you were like, man, I hope this ends up like shit. 
Like, nah, those guys work really fucking hard and they just couldn't make it happen. So I always give game developers a little bit of a pass because there's been plenty of things in my life that I worked really hard to do my best on and that they just came out like fucking shit. <laughs> like, that just happens, you know? No, I'm with that. I mean, I get it. Obviously, I get all that, man. I worked in corporate <laughs> cannabis, so I think that, like, everything that you said applies but i think that that a lot of that same stuff is those rules are applicable across corporate america and in anything um that there's like high stakes and a high degree of money on and especially when there's people who put their money up and they want their money back and they want answers and so i get all those sentiments but i still think where i'm at with the game is i just like you we, we started saying with twitch i was to to look at it and see like okay well that game's that game's not for me right now you know, and I'm not, yeah. I'm more of a multiplayer yeah, game no, player anyways, so I'm not really, like, yeah. into single-player games. They never, they, I can't really think of any single-player games uh, other than American Truck Simulator, maybe, that's grabbed me. Yeah, see, the thing, and the thing about a game like that is you, you can't necessarily, to fully appreciate the, you gotta say, when you look at things, like, in the sense of, like, I looked at it, like, alright, I'm gonna honestly review this game. I've never, ever forgiven it for its bugs or anything like that. I've always said that it was, I've always said even gameplay-wise, it was kind of underwhelming. What what mostly I commend the game for in a major way is its attention to detail and world building. And you can't really fully experience that if you don't play the game. You don't play games for that reason, so that kind of doesn't matter anyways, but just to get the opinion out there on the podcast anyways. The world building aspect of it and the attention to detail, walking around that city is one of the most immersive cities to just walk around, even if there were no quests or anything like that. If it's just like, all right, you can just kind of walk around and drive around the city in first person. No combat, no quests or anything like that. Just check out the city. That's one of the craziest fucking things I've ever experienced in a video game where I just like, I want to live here. I want to visit this city in real life. I really want to move around this city and it feels like I have a limited, you know, a pretty unlimited ability to do that. And that's kind of where they deserve a lot of credit. But you can tell that it's a time mismanagement issue, like I said, where it's on the on the corporate end of things where they spent so much time building that world that everything else didn't get fleshed out the way that it needed to, for sure. That's definitely it. But as far as just the setting goes, that's amazing. It's second to none. Gameplay is kind of... It's kind of just like a fucking... It's kind of just like a better version of a Far Cry game, so I don't think it needs to be really hyped up in that way mm -hmm. for gameplay aspects. But I think it's a game that people should play just for that, for the environment type of thing, you know? Right. And that's how, that's what it's like with most people I've talked to, aside from the people that are actual fanboys and that want to hype it up to be something Wait, that are you really saying not. you're not an actual fanboy? Are you, are you saying you're not, man? Cause it's no, dude. I gave the, When people ask me what I fucking I'd hate the game, to hear I say a fanboy. I would hate to hear no, a fanboy. No, this is not fanboy. If I. No, if I no people ask me what I would give the game, and I told them I would give it, I lambasted fucking Fallout Four for the same reasons, and I gave Fallout Four, in my opinion, a seven out of ten because there still was that good world building there, mm -hmm. and I think that Cyberpunk is a slightly better version of a Fallout. Oh, the 4, world looks way. And cooler. I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh huh. So I gave it an eight out of ten. It's not. It's nowhere near. 
it is it would not be close to one of the top 10 video games of all time that in my opinion it wouldn't be probably not even in the top 15 or 20 if i sat down and thought about it so that's why i wouldn't consider myself a fanboy i think it's got to be something that you really obsess over to be a fanboy and i wouldn't really consider it one of the best games of all time <laughs> dude i'm sorry he literally in the span of like two sentences said you weren't a fanboy like six times but then also continued to give me two or three different like top top five my top 10 my top 15 i'm telling you man yeah because i started thinking about how much further out it was you know like when i start thinking like i started in my head as i was making that statement started thinking about how much further from one of the best games ever it was and again, I'm not trying to defend myself to you. I'm, I'm just, just trying to get that opinion balls, out there. I'm honestly really just busting your balls. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, dude, you play World of Warcraft. It's not like I care that I much. bust my own balls about that. I'm the biggest fucking dirt for playing that game. But it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, no, that and iRacing. You play monthly subscription games in general. I don't pay the, I, I don't pay iRacing anymore, but I am going to start paying it again. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna start doing yeah, it again I am. just because you're out there. They're pulling you back in. Yeah, no, I, well, I'm pulling myself back in, man. I think uh, I'm feeling like feeling like I don't get eye racing. Feel like I want to play it again. I don't know. It's uh, it's the competitiveness of it. I think some people take take it way too seriously. I definitely, you've seen me play it. I don't really fucking take it seriously, but nah, you can't take it serious if you're streaming at the same time and trying to talk to chat. Yeah, but I enjoy uh, I enjoy the rally car because. Like, I can drive it like I can't actually drive my real-life Subaru. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, just because it doesn't look like it's that much better than any game that I could play. The graphics are crap on it, too. That's the thing. It's, but it, not even, no, it's not even just that. It's just, like, it doesn't, it doesn't look like there's competitive, every single fucking game you're going to play has its own competitive multiplayer seat. I mean, that's... iRacing... <coughs> iRacing isn't like, you know, it's not like you can't play any, it's not like you can't play better racing games without that fucking monthly component that have a consistent multiplayer component to it that you can race people. You actually can't because there's no other racing game that has the same license, uh, licensing system and rating system and like in terms of just looking at it with uh, grouping other drivers of skill levels. Like for instance, I could go in a set of Corsa uh ACC like you know probably a better driving sim definitely better oh, mechanics wow. and I can go in that so this is actually way way nerdier than I thought this is all just some MLG stuff and I can go into you're that just, game you're just MLG Kush streams you're like you're like you're like Halo 2 streamer type I'm actually a just chatting streamer now MLG <laughs> MLG Kush streams um but yeah you can go into ACC and you can go into that and you can go into the multiplayer and it's not like it's people of all different skill levels. I think that's the one thing with iRacing is it just uh, is it just gives you that those like brackets and stuff like that. But you're you're also talking to someone who literally hasn't had a subscription to it for three months, so I'm not like uh, I'm not gonna go to bat for iRacing at all. Yeah, but you already you already said you're gonna pick it back up. Just because it's something to do to pass the time. Uh, but Racing games are fun in general. I wish I could stream it. I wish I could. St I wish I had the like, had the ability to stream it. It's just not something that I could really. I, like I said, I've watched you, and I'm relatively good at racing games. 
but I don't know how the fuck you managed to read chat and race. It's crazy to me. Man, I would really, if you if we were ever in the car together and you started texting and driving, I'd be totally cool with it. Oh, I do, yeah, I'd, I'd do more than that and drive. I barely pay attention when I drive. <laughs> uh, I'd be getting after my girlfriend all the fucking time for texting and driving, dude. But if you started texting and driving, I'd be like, nah, dude, I've seen him read <laughs> chat and race. I, I know he's good. I, I do, <laughs> I am actually like, I'll do every, I'll roll blunts while I drive, but I'll like, I will actually text uh, speech to text while I'm driving now. I try to be better about it. I drive with my knees though. I'm like I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm solid. I don't I don't have any uh any question about my driving abilities, especially not going sideways in <coughs> in a Subaru. I used to be a little bit more distracted while I was driving, but now I try not to be. I try to focus a little bit more when I'm driving just because I know so many people that have been in those kinds of accidents and shit like that. Yeah, it only takes one time, and then it's like, no, it's yeah. not worth it, you know? I think once I started... You have a kid, too, so it's like... I think that helps you be a lot safer while you're driving yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to go straight to that because I didn't want to make it sound like I was like, oh, well, you're a shitty dad. <laughs> you're driving with your knees. <laughs> <laughs> you, you drive with your knees, you must be a shitty father. <laughs> I didn't want to make it sound like that, but I was like, no, nah, like, after I had a kid, I didn't really want to really, you know, I felt like it wasn't worth the risk to do shit like that anymore. Yeah, no, it's totally not worth it. Just. I don't, you know, I don't really look at my phone or anything when I'm driving. I'm one of the only people, <laughs> one of the only people that I know that actually doesn't do that or anything like that. So I know it's relatively normal, but I'm pretty good about it. Unless I'm at a stop sign or a stoplight, I'll look down. Yeah, I don't because in Massachusetts, if they catch you looking, and they'll pull you over. I don't fucking feel like getting pulled over because, because uh, I just don't feel like it. My car usually smells like weed, probably. Oh yeah, that's another thing I stopped doing. Smoking weed in the car, but that's mostly because I'm black, not because I'm a dad. Well, I mean, I because <laughs> I'm half black and I don't want to get my ass beat for fucking nothing. <laughs> you know, not worth like it. I don't want to give them more reason to search the car or some shit like that. I, I don't know. I'm fucking paranoid as fuck when it comes to cops. So, um, and I've got no reason to be. This the other thing is that you know, like now that weed is legal here in Michigan, I'm a, I'm a law-abiding citizen. That's the only thing I've ever done in my whole life that was illegal. You know, was was smoke weed and shit like that. So I don't really have a reason to be paranoid from cops, other than that I'm paranoid of cops. They're fucking. You know, right. I don't trust cops. No, I'm. With, you know, they got. Man. You know, so I so I I don't smoke weed in the car just for that reason. Yeah, I I don't smoke weed while I'm driving either. I just do it when I park at home, so before I so I don't smoke inside the house. Even though you just saw me smoking here, yeah, that's my hobby is just smoking in a parked car on the driveway. <laughs> that's the thing that I fucking do. So okay, here's the thing though. I say that, but if I am in a road, I'm on a road trip, then I'm fucking getting high. There's no way that I'm not smoking in the car on a road trip, but. I'm not really taking road trips with my kid anyways. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not, you know, like, not, and, and there's multiple people in the car, and, like, usually, like, two-thirds of them at least are white, so I'm a little bit more comfortable in that case because I don't got to do the talking. I'm just the guy in the back Just seat. hang out back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll smoke in, in that situation in the car when there's more people in the car, but if I'm just, like, solo, I'm smoking before I leave. Yeah, it has <laughs> to be done, man. Definitely has to be done. 
Yeah, dude, there's lots of fucking shit that happened all through 2020, but what do you think was the most, like, visually captivating thing that you saw in 2020? Hmm. Visually captivating thing that I saw. Yeah, I wanted to ask a couple of questions that just had to do with the senses. What was the most visually captivating thing that you saw in 2020? Probably, uh... Whether it be a video or a site or an image, just anything that sticks out in your head that was like, that was the craziest thing I saw in 2020. Probably all those fucking people being tear-gassed in front of the White House so that Donald Trump could goose-step down the street and hold a Bible in front of a church. Oh, yeah. That was a good That one. was that like, was what one. the fuck? That was wild, dude. Yeah, that was like... Yeah, dude, that was the crazy one for sure. Um, I think that... Aside from everything, that just to nerd out for half a second, aside from everything that Mason Silva did on his skateboard this year, the craziest thing I saw was probably that explosion. Oh, yeah, in Lebanon. I forgot about that. Yeah, that explosion was like something you would see in a fucking in a move in like an action movie or something. Yeah, that was wild. That was like um, that was um, that was so insane to see that. And I was like, what was that? What just happened? Like that was real. Like that was. That was one of the craziest things that I've ever seen. I've seen lots of disasters, but none were as visually striking as that. seeing that kind of explosion from that many angles. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. With so many different videos came out, and you could see it from so many angles that that was just one of the craziest things. Um, what about heard? What was the coolest thing that you heard this year? Could be something somebody said. It could be some music that you discovered or something. This is just kind of us wrapping up 2020 here. What was the best thing that you heard? This is 2020 across your senses. <laughs> um, probably this song called To Dow by FKJ Masigo. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know how to pronounce the name, so that's it. But it's just had like an interesting sound and definitely hit me and made me feel good, made me feel happy. God, I don't know what the best thing... I, I asked this question without having an answer to this question at all. Oh, shit. <clears throat> well, I mean, if it ha if you don't come up with something snap, then it just has to be like, well, that's a product of 2020 and everything being the same the whole entire year, through and through, and not be having, like, one moment, because I say that, but I'm like, that was just probably because that was the most, like, current thing that pops into my head. Dude... To be honest, it was probably that fucking... Hold on. It was probably that song that you played. I mean, that somebody had you play on stream. The song that you, somebody had you play on stream... Let me try to find it real quick. Hey, do you think while you try to find it, I could run up and use the restroom real quick? I've had to pee for like 10, 10 minutes. So just it's going to be a roach joint first. I'm going to have to run up and use the restroom real fast. I do apologize. <sighs> All right, back. Sorry, man. I'm holding that for a while. I still can't find the song. It's all right. It must not have been that good. It was I mean, it was It was that probably good. the song I'm talking about. It was the one with the trippy fucking visuals. Oh, it was like a... Uh, the one with the music video that was like a whole ass fucking... It was like a whole ass trip. Huh. I don't know, it's like you said, though, recently... More recently than, you know, more recently over the last year I've been into psychedelics more so than just like a bunch of the shrooms that I took when I was younger or whatever. I took lots and lots of shrooms in high school, but recently, you know, it's the first time I started to get into other psychedelics and stuff. So watching that video was like, oh shit, this is like one of, this is, 
The video is probably the best visual representation of psychedelics I've seen as, as far as someone trying to duplicate a trip visually, you know. Mm. You get lots of those like trip out scenes that they try to duplicate that they try to make in movies that try to take you through what the what the protagonist is going through and they just don't really fucking actually hit on that level. Right. I'm trying to remember what song this was now, man. They like piqued my interest. I'm going and looking through Discord to see if I can find it. Like, if I put it in like the music channel at all, because I'm curious now. I'm not. I wonder what it was. What did it sound like? Do you remember? This probably is it. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm not much of a performer. Hmm. Um. I feel like it was. It's hard because it. It was super. It was super. Uh, was well, I mean, just in terms of like, was it rock? Was it like rap? Or was it like lo-fi, like I usually listen to? It was kind of lo-fi, but not totally lo-fi. It felt kind of like a, and it felt kind of like a, an evolution. Oh, of I remember '90s alternative music. Yeah, and shit. fuck. And I'm trying to remember the uh, animals as. Hold on. They call like animals as friends or something. Animals. As leaders, Maybe. animals as leaders. Is that the band? I think, um, or it was might have been someone like. Hold on, I know where I can find it. I most likely have it on one of my playlists. Uh, probably. I gotta search for it. I was gonna say I know I sent it to, I sent it in a group text. I gotta. I, I totally got a prison cooking. Uh, Prison cooking fucking playlist. I was watching how to make like prison pizza. Oh damn, this that's that's solid. It is solid. Any prison cooking with Kush? Yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Was it this one? Eargasm? Ah uh, man, I don't know. I I'll find it. I have I have like a hunch as to what it might be. I just gotta look. I'm just gonna look for it. I'm gonna look through all my playlists. Oh, I got it. Is Locket by Crumb. Locket Crumb. Let's <coughs> see, I was so far off. Oh, I remember this now. Also, uh, that fucking TikTok song that came up in another in the background of a video you were watching, like Molchat Doma Sudno. I, fu I looked that shit up real quick. That just happened the other day, though. That shit was fire. Damn, dude. See, I fucking... I... Is some Russian fucking... Is some Russian new wave sounding shit? Oh, fuck. I play this stuff and I fucking forget it, man. I make these playlists, like, when I'm wicked high in the... Like, at night. And then I'm like, oh, play Well, this. lots of the stuff... That, lots of the stuff is also stuff that people just throw to you to have you play. And it's like, how can you remember all that? Because you're doing that all the yeah, time. Yeah. I do notice a lot of stuff is, like, even... Even sometimes people will like say something in chat and it'll be like a response to something I said like a, a couple minutes ago, but shit just happened so quick that you can't even like hold on to any of it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have that problem more so than I do because you get more people watching you and shit like that. But even me, I have difficulty with it sometimes because I'm always I'm playing video games and shit like that at the same mm -hmm, time. Mm -hmm. So it's just tough to pay and I come. Yeah, because it's like sometimes there's not really a lot of chatting going on, and sometimes I'm playing the game and focus on the game and look over, and there's like a bunch of shit to catch up on. 
Oh, Krung, uh, this, and you know what? You just said the Krung, Krungabin, is that what the name? What, what the fuck's the name? I've, I'm just going, now, now I'm just looking through all this music that I've listened to. <laughs> oh, don't I mind me. I said it was Lock It by No, Krung. no, no, but then you said something else after that. Oh, this, uh, this, I think it's Sudno by Mulch. Oh, okay. Doma. I want to yeah. play it. I want to play it, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get like. But it's on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get banned. We'll get pulled. Yeah. But cool, but it sounds like it yeah, sounds like the thing one. for both of us then, man, was Twitch seems like it's the most significant thing that happened to us, and maybe it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have, uh, coronavirus hadn't happened. So, like, while yeah. the world was on fire and everything was burning, like, and shit was holistically bad, it wasn't necessarily holistically bad for us because we got to come on Twitch, meet new friends, and hang out with our family more. Yeah, so now we get to do this podcast, mm-hmm. and that was kind of that was kind of what I wanted to you know that was kind of what I wanted to do on the 2020 review episode was kind of you know we did two episodes that were just kind of flat out episodes, and I figured it would nice to be do it would be nice to do one that kind of gets around how we got here to the podcast and everything like that, and I didn't think you could really get to that story without telling without talking about all of 2020, so it seemed like a good one for right before the new year yeah definitely i'm looking forward to the new year um although like it's not going to be any different than this year for at least a while (laughs) so i don't think we're going to be definitely not getting back to any normalcy probably until like the spring will you have planned for twitch and stuff like that going forward anything that you want to talk about like that as far as the new year um well i'm going to expand the grow portion of it so i think i've just i've switched into pretty much full-time just chatting now and mm-hmm. it's going to be structured like it's been, but now it's pretty much locked in place. Um, but I'm going to be adding in a grow portion that I'm going to be doing in the morning um, where I'm going to be able to, like, just talk about, you know, any of the cannabis knowledge I have and have plants mm-hmm. up for people to see just in the hope and the intention that it will attract more growers to the community, more people who are into cannabis, and people will be more open and forthcoming with their questions. Mm-hmm. So foster the growing on my channel that's it now i know one of the things that obviously that we're going to be doing here is we're going to be starting to get some we're going to be starting to try to get some guests on here um so we can go ahead and just kind of let people know about that for the future is going forward eventually we're going to be trying to get a couple guests in here and there to talk about some cool and interesting we'll have some guests that'll be we'll be able to ask questions and talk about some interesting stuff We'll have some guests in here that'll just be here to shoot the shit with us and laugh with us and talk about all kinds of horrible bullshit. You know, the I think that the the tone of the podcast is going to, you know, swing between some of the more serious discussions sometimes, some more interesting discussion, <coughs> and some outright kind of outrageous stoner hilarity. It's not necessarily going to be the same thing that you're getting every week, but I think that the podcast is going to be pretty good going forward. And uh, on my Twitch channel going forward, I know that one of the... I got a New Year's resolution. If I share this New Year's resolution out loud, it has to happen, right? It's one of those things where you tell everybody, you've got to do it, right? Oh, yeah. That's why I, that's why I stopped making it. them. That's why you stopped making yep. them? See, I never started. I never started. This is one that I think I can pull off, though, and one that I want to kind of make as a channel announcement. Now, anybody that actually watches me on Twitch knows that mostly just play video games. I do it in character. I'm adding a new character to the channel um, as I'm playing. 
uh, the next game I'm playing is a is Octopath Traveler, a Japanese RPG game. I'm going to be playing as JRPGesus. That's awesome. You know, and that, <laughs> so that's a new character that I have coming to the channel. That's a that's actually coming right away. That's not New Year's resolution stuff though. That's right after the Cyberpunk playthrough finishes. Um, I want. To, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it yet. Um, I think that I might do it in character. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a once a month thing or what, um, but I would like one of my streams a week to um, to turn into a late night show. Oh, that's cool. I'll do, and I think I might do it with, I might create a new character for that. I might do it with Piss Jug, um, but I might, you know, might do late, you know, the late night with Piss Jug or, you know, something along those lines. I don't have a name for mm -hmm. it, but I would like to do a late night show on Twitch similar to you know uh similar to you know something like a jimmy kimmel or a you know a fucking or a fucking dave letterman or something like that a late night show <laughs> that i might not necessarily be able to do that one every single week that would be super awesome to do it every single week if i'm lucky enough and and it's fun enough and i figure out how to do it in that capacity um then i will but it might be difficult doing the podcast and trying to do that late night show but i do want to at least a couple of times do uh do a late night show you know and get some get some guests on to sit on the, you know sit on a fake couch and shit like that and bullshit with me and promote fake things and stuff like that i think it'd be a great great way to factor in um my friend andrew who plays chet Haglin on the channel mm -hmm. it'll be a great way to bring in uh to bring in ryan who plays jackknife on the channel to do different things and stuff like that um, you know, different characters that I can interview that are pitching different things or stuff like that. Um, fuck, actually, I've got one friend um, who has a private zoo. I forgot to bring this up. Um, I'm going to put it in the link on the YouTube particularly and everywhere else. Um, my good childhood friend, uh, Brendan Finnerty, runs a private zoo out of his own home. Um, he educates people. He brings animals to... Uh, to schools and stuff like that. Um, they were already hit very, very hard in 2020 by everything that's happened without having to, without being able to do events and stuff like that. Um, he's always loved and cared for animals more than anybody I've ever met. And he is one of the only people that I know that told me in like fourth grade, fifth grade, what he was going to do for a living and what he was going to do in the future. And we all thought it was funny and he's doing it now and that's you know running a zoo he always said he was going to have his own zoo he's literally living his dream and that dream unfortunately caught fire and burned to the ground <coughs> everything but his home all the stuff on the property that they used to help house the animals to feed the animals all of that stuff fortunately none of the animals were harmed but they did about sixty thousand dollars worth of damage and they're having a tough time rebuilding so we are going to go ahead and put the GoFundMe link on here. Um, if anybody listening um, would love to donate, that would be awesome. I would really appreciate that because he's a good friend of mine. He cares a lot about those animals, and I'd like to see them well taken care of. Oh, that's the perfect <laughs> time. <laughs> 
sorry, man. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be acceptable, guys, but seriously. Oh, no, that's perfect. <laughs> seriously, guys. Oh, this, man. No. If, you're, if you're not watching on YouTube, he just popped up with a funny little a man cuddling a dog, and they look like they've lost everything. I guess that might not be sensitive. No, it's not. When it you explain it, it sounds so much worse. When you just try to explain it in words, it I is so just much worse, be. man. No, but seriously, guys, if there's, a, if there's something to help out for, it's that. I mean, like, you know, this person basically like dedicated their whole life just to this one point to be able to open up the zoo to help animals that like you know had been you know people bought them i want i want to look fucking cool hanging out of my stoop with a snake around my fucking neck yeah you know and he comes and yeah, rescues it's literally them. this dude's life work and he's the type of guy that will come in and and remove animals for free for people just to make sure that those animals are safely removed from a situation and everything like that you know he's like he, he's like He's like animal control, but you know, but even better than that because he actually cares to remove the animal safely and rehome it a lot of times or find somebody that will remove it safely and rehome it. You know, he you know, he adopts animals that other people are unable to take care of all the time. And, you know, he just wants to make sure that the animals are taken care of and loved the way that they should. And he wants to educate other people to make sure that that knowledge is spread. And most of the reason I brought that up, other than the fact that I wanted to really dedicate this to him and to make sure that hopefully I could get the word out and get him a little bit of extra help on there, was also to say that if I did a late night show, he'd be a killer guest because you've got to have a, an animal oh, guest. Oh, 100%. You know, like an dude, animal yeah. guy guest on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. I know I just shared today, a year or three years ago today, I was in Washington, D.C. with him, and we were picking up and delivering a rock hyrax, and we had a baby wallaby in tow with us. Now, he did not fucking tell me that there was a baby wallaby in tow, all right? There's a great time to tell this story real quick as we end out the podcast. Now, we, I get a call from Ryan, and Ryan's like, hey, you want to go to Washington, D.C.? Finn's got to deliver this fucking animal. I'm like, what? When? He's like, well, tonight, later. I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. So I go to Washington, D.C. with them. On the way there, I'm in this van, and this van that he's driving, like, I've asked him several times, are you sure this thing's going to fucking make it to Washington, D.C. and back? Like, it's a fucking raggedy, run-down van, and he's like, swears up and down he's taking it everywhere. And for his money, it made it back safely without any problems. However, I just took this, like, weird fucking movement I was feeling to be the product of driving this shitty van at high speeds on the highway. But there was this fucking, like, uh, there's this fucking pouch. Oh, yeah, pull it up there. There's this fucking pouch <coughs> that's just hanging over the back of the passenger seat, and it's touching my legs. It's like a DoorDash bag. It's like, you know, like one of those, uh, one of those fucking, one of those heat bags that's supposed to keep whatever is in it warm. <clears throat> Let me move out of the way. You got him. Pull him. Pull. Pull it uh, over towards you a little bit. It's like I got the thing covered up. All right. Now, I feel this fucking bag moving on my legs. That's draped over the back of the fucking thing. But I just assume, like I said, that it's a product of uh, that. It's a product of being in this weird fucking van at high speeds on the highway. And then we pulled off at a rest stop. All right. We pull off at a rest stop, and I stayed in. I did not have to pee, and they both got out, and I still felt this fucking bag moving on my legs when they went in to go use the bathroom, and I'm like, what the fuck is moving on my legs? And uh, they get back <laughs> to the car, and I'm like, Finn, dude, is there anything in this car that, like, fucking, that I should know about that, like, maybe is alive or something like that? And he's just like, oh, yeah, dude, there's a wallaby in there. I'm like, what? 
a fucking wallaby. He's like, yeah, dude, you know, they got to stay in pouches. I'm like, holy shit, is a baby wallaby. And if you're looking right now on YouTube, there's a picture of me three years ago around this time in a hotel room with a baby wallaby sitting on my lap. That thing chased me around the room. You could hear it thumping around and stuff like that. Just hop, hop, hopping and shit. Learned a lot about the baby wallaby there. He took me to two different zoos, and I didn't even need to listen to anything that anybody at the zoo said because you couldn't have anybody better go to a zoo with you than Brendan Finley. <coughs> Because he could tell me everything about each of the animals and the exhibits and stuff like that without having to go anywhere. And it was an amazing experience. And like I said, I really got to commend the guy because he's living his life stream. And he needs a little bit of help keeping that dream going because of what happened. And I'd really appreciate it if anybody could send him some love straight from the Roach Joint podcast. Hell yeah, man. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us. That's going to wrap it up for 2020. Um, we hope you guys join us next week where we get back to kind of a more normal oriented uh, podcast structure instead of just kind of shooting the shit like we did today. We didn't have much idea for what we were doing today, but I just wanted to talk about kind of I wanted to get around to talking about how the, the podcast started. And I thought that a 2020 year in review would be a good way to get around to that in general. Um, so I appreciate everybody listening and uh, take care. Yeah, good riddance. Uh, 2020, not people. Yeah, 2020. Fuck off. Hell yeah.